millions of people are about to lose their benefits. If you look around and see how much of the economy is reliant on the benefits, my goodness, we are in trouble. The first thing I want to look at is the benefits taken away. I'll give you the data you need to know. The second thing I want to look at is the weakness in the economy directly corresponding to what has happened here. The third thing is Canada's number one. What number one, you ask? Well, you got to stay tuned. Let's go. You probably already saw this before, but I need to cover it to lead into the next one is that the jobs report disappoints only 235,000 positions added versus the expectations of 720,000. Now, how did the market react to it? Of course, positive. Now, why would that be? Because when you have this negative information that comes out, when it misses the expectations, what does that do for the Federal Reserve? It gives them a reason to delay their taper. So the markets liked it. And of course, you know, it didn't go up and the NASDAQ was, was the big performer of the day, not by much. But as I'll show you in a second, the market didn't really respond negatively to it for the most part. Looking at this, I mean, by the way, the unemployment rate at 5.2%, which is completely ridiculous. Anyway, uh, and by the way, if you want to know what the real unemployment rate is, you can go simply to uh, unemployment fake the money GPS Unemployment fake, the money GPS, you will see the video on why this is not the correct number. Now, this information comes from the Department of Labor. I always bring you the information directly from the source because you need to be empowered. You need to understand where this information comes from. And you have all of those others out there who don't give you what you need to know. But you could see not seasonally adjusted insured unemployment. The highlighted information I have at the bottom says the total number of continued weeks claimed for benefits in all programs for the week ending August 14th was just over 12 million. 12 million people need this assistance. And as I will show you right here, that's changing. Okay, so let's read this first and then we'll talk about it. Millions to lose benefits as jobless aid expire. Number of persons claiming unemployment benefits in the U.S. in the week ended August 14th by program. There are four that they're showing here, four different columns, but I want to highlight this one and this one expires on September 6th for both of them, the unemployment assistance and the unemployment compensation. Now, of course, you've got 12 million people that are relying on it, and a big chunk of that is about to expire. At the time you're watching this video, potentially uh, the next day or two. So I think that for people who are relying on it, it's time to start <laughs> I mean, it's probably too late, but we need to be aware of what this means. We need to take the steps in the right direction. We need to do our best. At the same time, will we see an extension? Will we see you know other programs coming in? That is absolutely possible. But at this time, it's been going on for a long period, and I'm not sure how long they can keep this going for. Take a look at this. Add worker shortage to the long list of food problems. 
Because what's happening? As they mentioned here, McDonald's and slaughterhouse workers, truckers, chefs, waiters, all of them, the supply chain, all of these things are converging and it's creating a problem um, really right now that we are experiencing as if we've never had it before. So you have millions of people, 12 million in that case I just showed you, who are about to have their benefits ending, and then you have a worker shortage on the other side. Now, perhaps when these benefits do end, if they do end, then you could see these numbers actually declining, more people going back to work. I don't know, but I will give you the data surrounding that. It's just showing you the fact that the prices of everything, in this case here, the UK gauge of food prices back to near the highest in a decade, same going on basically everywhere. They're talking about the labor shortfall. They're, they're saying, you know, whether this is coming from Australia, UK, and so on. It, it seems to be all going on simultaneously, which, which is very, in a historic sense, very unusual. I want to break this down really quickly in the Money GPS Insights. Let's take a look. Millions of people are being supported by these benefits and it looks like they're ending soon. Add on top of this the evictions and of course the fact that we haven't seen that fourth stimulus check coming around. This is converging at a time which people are truly suffering. I've looked into the data and you could see that there is absolute economic weakness today. It is going on on all levels, except of course, for the stock markets. This K-shaped recovery is definitely in full effect. So let's take a look at a few of these things here affecting the economy. Car buyers face bleak prospects this Labor Day weekend. The holiday is a historic one for the auto industry's biggest sales event, but dealers have very little inventory to sell this year. It's going on all over the place. I've shown the data around it. They're saying that they're closing up places because they don't have the chips. So why are we going to have our workers coming in here? I mean, just historically truly anomalies all over the place half of the u.s small businesses have unfilled positions more and more and more of this popping up and i wanted to ask you something does your phone look like that no well then you haven't hit the like button you haven't smashed the like button that's the only way to do it if your screen looks like that you've done a great job so help to support this by hitting and smashing that like button thank you very much looking at the pmis okay the blue line that's the pmis declining right now from a peak at over 70 to now approximately 55 anything over 50 of course is growing if it's under 50 it's shrinking and you're seeing also uh, by the way that's the services pmi and the green is the manufacturing pmi which has started to turn over out let me pull out the highlighter here so this blue is the is the services pmi and as well as the manufacturing PMI. And then I wanted to show you this other one. I believe I have this here, seeing that uh, on the same uh, level here. So you're looking at the uh, at the top of the market PMIs, at the bottom ISM, okay? Just seeing sort of data coming from all different corners, kind of the same things are happening, okay? This is showing you ISM, so the services PMI, new orders, employment, new order, export orders, and other things that 
on a, if I give you the highlighter again, percentage point change, they're declining. So the services PMIs are looking weak. You can look around and see certain things, but that's not a good thing, of course, in a time we need growth, in a time we need an acceleration of what we've had. You're seeing this green line is the US composite PMI. You're seeing the Eurozone, the Japan, China, UK, they're kind of all turning over right now. Now this could change. You know, you get some stimulus, you get stuff to happen like that, certainly. But but the direction is is kind of starting to turn over. And October, it's not a good month. It's usually not a good month. So we're in September now. We'll see what happens in October, but I think that is the trend. And this just, like I said, I always bring you the data directly from the source. This is market economics. You can get the PDF if you want. Links are in the description, just showing you that specifically that services PMI uh, coming down from a historic high, and we will see where it goes. Now, changing the page, I want to look at this. I told you about the weakest link in the markets today, and I believe that is the commercial real estate. RBC headquarters, this is in Toronto, for sale as Oxford and CPPIB seek $1 billion plus. The commercial real estate right now, like let me show you this, if you can see this. So you got this big tower, okay? Big, big tower. You got uh, TD Bank around here, you got Scotia Bank around here, all these big towers. And at the bottom of these towers, underneath them, they have the concourse level. And in that concourse level, you have something called PATH. And that's basically an underground city. This has, you know, the, the restaurants and you could buy your suit there. Like any anything you could think of is in this underground path where all of these huge buildings are. And underneath it, you've got all these different things, all the businesses. But guess what? They're all closed it's boarded up it's for lease it's just you know you can tell the the inventory is there or the store is there but they haven't opened they haven't opened for months they're closed why they're hanging on i'm not sure but anyway this is the biggest danger today and so you've got one company here looking to sell it off sale is part of the oxford shift to life sciences and logistics, RBC has a long-term lease for 40% of the gold-studded Toronto Tower. Long-term leases, of course, are something that I think is holding this market together. I think that's the key right now, okay? So we'll see. Understand how much this really affects the commercial real estate and how that can spiral out of control. So. I will have this link in the description. It's a Bloomberg article. I recommend checking it out. But looking at the residential side, Toronto home crunch worsens as Trudeau seeks to appease the voters, which is ridiculous. But anyway, real estate inventories have slumped 43% in a year. That's in Toronto. The prices have gone up considerably. Sales have dropped. Like, look at the prices, 13% year over year. Depending on when you look, 20% year over year. It depends. Are you looking at Toronto? Are you looking at a particular area in Toronto? Some of the areas I've seen have gone 30, 40% up. But it's not Toronto. It can be way outside of Toronto. Rural Ontario home gets 13 offer sales for $367,000 over the asking price. 
as they say here, nothing really fantastic about the house. And yet, it sold for $1.36 million. Unbelievable. Look at that. You want to know what's going on? Canada's number one. This is it. Canada residential construction as a percentage of the nominal GDP is over 10%. Residential construction. Making that happen is where the entire economy is at today. Not to mention all the jobs that are indirectly connected. This is crazy. It's crazy. No wonder. No wonder. I just wanted to show you this. I thought it was funny. Becky Quick from CNBC. The mar- talking about the jobs report. The market's not selling off a ton on this, but this is terrible news for what it means for the real economy. So understand the difference here between the real economy and the fiction that they tell you about. And I'm going to end off with this, concluding this from Real Investment Advice. We remind you of three nuggets of wisdom. Markets tend to mean revert over time. Excesses in one direction often lead to excesses in another direction. And there are no new eras. Excesses are never permanent. Some interesting stuff. I like the way they put that. So I'm going to just ask you if you haven't already, you definitely want to be part of the insiders because the insiders is my way to communicate to you. If you want to be able to communicate between us, this is the way to do it. We got to get around their systems. We've got to do that. Okay. So uh, all we got to do is hit this cart up here or go to the money gps.com and hang on a second. Did your phone look like that? Okay. Did it? No. Well, you got to do it. Hit that like button to support the channel. Thank you very much. If you haven't seen this video already, you definitely want to check it out. Lots to, to look at. Click it. I'll see you there.